0: What's going on, Star Wars fans? You are listening to another episode of the man lorians an unrefined popcast podcast. And we will be discussing episodes 9 and 10 of The Mandalorian uh, from season 2 uh, this week. I am joined, as always, by Daniel Leahy.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Brian Karasek.
2: Greetings, citizens of the Galactic Empire.
0: And we have a special guest, Mr. Brett Pacey.
3: What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Hey, Brett.
0: Where are you from? Plug your podcast real quick. So oh yeah, forget.
3: so um, I host the Skywalk podcast. Sky is in sky. Walk is in the thing you cook in. Spelled W O K. That's my usual shtick, and I'm doing it on your show now. But um, it's nice. Yeah, I've known Gerard for ever. And I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is too.
0: <laughs> but we're finally on a finally on a show together, which is really cool. Yes. Um. With, for the episode tonight, we, like I said, we'll be doing Episodes 9. We'll spend a little time talking about it, and then we'll go into Episode 10. And before we discuss each episode, we're going to have our Leahy crawl, give a quick synopsis, custom synopsis of, of the important parts, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll give it a little the uh unrefined treatment. Um, but before we get into the episodes, we didn't get to record last week because schedules were crazy for everybody, but that's why we're doing a double show. So we never got to talk about the fact that people were going straight up insane Insane. about spoilers after the release of the show. And we'll spend a couple minutes talking about this, but there's something that I thought of. It's when you go into a Star Wars Facebook group, what do you think they're (laughs) going to be talking about? We're not going to be talking about health tips, you know? So going into a Star Wars Facebook group on the day That a new Star Wars product is released and not expecting to be spoiled is completely ignorant. That's like walking into a sports betting place in Vegas on Super Bowl Sunday right after the Super Bowl was played and being pissed that you saw the final score. That's what it's like. So... I see Brett's finger up. Gerard, got I, feel like, I feel like
3: ignorant is too kind a word. Like ignorant is when you don't know any better. <laughs> How like, is it possible
0: I was, that I was too kind?
3: You were too kind. Like it's stupid. You know what? Like and I'm glad I'm here because I couldn't watch the show early in the day. Like I knew that day I wasn't going to be able to watch it till that night. And the great thing mm-hmm. about The Mandalorian is my wife and my kid want to watch it just as bad as I do. So yeah. I'm like, we're not watching it till like nine. So you know what I didn't do? go online at all. Any you. website, any social media. Mm, I wouldn't even go on Instagram, person. you know? Look at like, you
1: taking
0: responsibility <laughs> for yourself.
3: Yeah. Sorry. Sorry people got spoiled for being <laughs> stupid.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's it's just one of those things where like I, I understand the emotion behind it because like I've gotten spoiled going on the internet too, but that was my fault, right? Like uh yeah. we had one of our admins in in uh, the alliance of star wars fanatics post um some spoilers uh during season one and it was one of the mornings where like i didn't catch the episode normally i wake up early and watch it sometimes i just that friday is crazy and i can't and i looked and i was like oh no this (sighs) character dies what and and i'm like that's my fault that's my fault for looking on social media you know it's we just can't baby people, and
0: no, and and you ever, know what? There's yeah. a there are people out there who want to be jerks and they want to spoil it. Like I got spoiled on Han Solo being killed in the Force Awakens, Ooh, but yeah. it was in an NFL Facebook group and somebody posted that because they wanted to mess
1: with people. Are we so, a Steelers you know fan? Probably, <laughs> probably a Jets right. fan. Hot yeah, trash. Probably a Browns fan. <laughs> Lions.
0: So many trashy fans. But, yep, we could go on and on, <laughs> but you know and. So part of me is like, well, you know what? I'm cruising around the internet. You know, I got spoiled. It stinks. But, you know, and that was malicious. But had I sure. gone into, gone to StarWars.com and it was the day after the movie came out and then I'd be like, so I saw the movie. I didn't see the movie yet. Well, then I'm an idiot, you know? And that's yeah, just. I mean,
1: of course there's certain places where it's unacceptable or acceptable, right? Like if you're, if you just came out of the 5 p.m. showing Thursday night, and you're just like, wow, man, I can't believe they killed Han Solo. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. you cannot be just yelling Something at him. so annoying That's not that cool. Literally, Homer Simpson does it in a Simpson. Yeah, episode.
3: Homer
2: did it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: it's. Uh, With a Star Wars movie. Yeah.
0: Brian, <laughs> what are you talking through? Oh, that's we my can see screen. each other, even though you guys can't. Oh, you have to on. hold it up.
2: <laughs> I thought it was well, a megaphone, it's, but we were This just cost me $7, $7 right? instead of the 45 You can get it from, like, Guitar Center or whatever. It's just an embroidery hoop and a
1: stretch of fabric. Oh, that's true.
0: Oh, perfect. And it actually makes a big difference too. So I, thought I
1: like it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, people just, just be more responsible to yourself. You know, like if it means that much yeah. to you, then make it so you can't be spoiled. I mean, that's what I do. So don't like, read like, the news. If you don't up. want to read the news, that's all there is to it. Yeah. 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 Spend, yeah.
0: Spend a few minutes, you know, with your family or something, you know, stay offline. I don't have to do it. Or you. Get, get
3: up at 3 a.m. Eastern example. time. Can Before I give you guys Brett? a bad example of what happened to me? Somebody, sure, somebody bad examples. texted me. Now, I, I I believe text messages from your friends who know you're obsessed. Like, that should be a safe place. Somebody literally texted me saying, Was that Timothy Oliphant wearing Boba Fett's armor? Like,
1: see, they. Yeah. So that's unacceptable. That a spoiler, because, though? I mean, as soon as you see yeah. if you, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean,
3: I wasn't yeah. too bummed because I kind of knew, you know, like, I, I, I was pretty much. Almost expecting that before before I watched it, but still. And, and fortunately, it happens in, I don't know, the first five minutes of the episode. So, you know, if it was something that happened later on, I think I'd be a little more bothered by it.
2: I wish I'd been filming my reaction because when I watched that episode and the bartender hears that Mando is looking for someone with Mandalorian armor and he says, Ugh. Oh, you, like the Marshal, I said out loud, Oh, would that be funny if they cast Timothy the Oliphant? Because he's been like the good-natured, well-loved, and ruggedly competent marshal in three different things. Like,
0: f- yeah, tons of stuff. Deadwood yeah. justified
2: this now. I mean, he he also did date Carrie Bradshaw briefly in Sex and the City, but we won't go into that one.
1: Yes, you're right. Ah,
2: man. I see that
1: you are a fan, Brad. We'll talk about that later. I'm going <laughs> to go through our crawl so that we can go ahead and just get started talking about like that scene and everything. It's right at the beginning. Um, which, which, right one into- is, which one
3: is Carrie Bradshaw?
1: She's Uh, a. Is it Kim
3: Cattrall? Because she's like. No,
1: that's uh, Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker.
3: Parker.
1: Why are you whispering?
0: You don't want your wife to hear?
3: No, I don't want to hear. Like, the people listening to the podcast won't hear if I whisper. That's Sarah Sarah
2: Jessica Parker's character, way. The the main protagonist.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Listen, we're going to.
0: uh, (laughs) Leahy put a lot of time into a synopsis, and I know it's going to be very nice. So why don't Uh, you you go go ahead and read that to us, Leahy?
1: All right, guys. Chapter 9 The Marshal. Requested by the armor to find others of his kind, the Mandalorian seeks out information on where he can find a covert of his people. After acquiring knowledge from an old contact, he travels to Tatooine in search of a rogue Mandalorian said to be living there. Upon his arrival to the small settlement of Mos Pelgo, he discovers that there isn't a Mandalorian, just a marshal using Mandalorian armor to defend the town. A life or death moment t- between the two is diffused by the arrival of a crate dragon. Our hero agrees to help kill the creature in exchange for the armor. The Marshal and the Mandalorian go to scout the creature and end up joining a group of sand people tasked with staving off the beast. In an unprecedented act of peace, the Mandalorian leads a joint effort between the citizens of Mos Pelgo and the sand people. This uneasy alliance is tested over and over, their plan failing. They are forced to flee, but in the chaos, the Mandalorian prevails with the last ditch effort to save everyone. After finally bringing peace and collecting his people's armor, the Mandalorian begins his speeder ride back to the Razor Crest however unknown to him a long forgotten man is watching ooh
3: that is so hot that's great <sighs> man so i got to leave guys i got to go watch it again <laughs> and that's we're back
1: <laughs> so so yeah so all right th- i mean this one is just full of goodies. I mean, luckily it came out so close to Halloween because this is basically a bag full of Halloween candy of an episode. <laughs> uh, I, Brett, you're our guest. You go ahead and just uh, give us your breakdown. Talk about all the stuff you loved, man.
3: Um, I just loved it to death. Like I, I, I think what's good and and maybe something that we'll we'll get into later is, you know, I know you guys have seen people online complaining that these are one off episodes or or maybe they're upset that. We haven't got into the core storyline and they expected like a dramatic duel with moff gideon in episode one wielding force powers but like sure i like the fact that two minutes into this episode you kind of knew like they'd let you know right away like you, that's not what this is you know like mm-hmm. this is a one-off thing this is sort of a i mean it's literally monster of the week right um sure. and it was so good and like timothy oliphant i just love if you've never seen him in any interview with conan O'Brien. They're hilarious together. Um, and he looked like he was having so much fun. Like mm-hmm. he looked like he showed up on set, had a beer, said, all right, what do you want me to do? And then just had the time of his life playing the character and getting to wear Boba Fett's armor, which I thought was awesome. Uh-huh. And I think the show Even is just so fun. Even though it didn't fit him. I liked that. I really like, liked it look, that. It would, be like, you,
0: it would look, be like you putting on my armor. He exactly. looked like he was exactly. wearing <laughs> someone else's armor. I, I think it's
2: such a nice little touch. It's very Favreau. That he would, that the armor wouldn't fit him right. A lesser director yes, would I have had agree. it made to him, mm-hmm. right? It's like, like it's like not an the, accident. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Mandalorian armor, like it doesn't fit everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the dents were the same. There's so many little Easter eggs. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was really cool to see him walking wearing that.
3: But I just yeah. I, I thought the the effects were insane. Like I, you know, for the, for an episode for the first episode of a season of a TV show to look better than anything Marvel has ever made. Which that's how I felt. And like the crate dragon, you know, when, when, when you realize that they're going to have a crate dragon on the show, I was a little worried, like, oh, this thing is going to look stupid. It looked so good Mm -hmm. that I immediately thought like the dune people are probably going back and like, oh man, we got to make the worms look better (laughs) because they just did a crate dragon. Mm -hmm. So I I just always
2: said, when in doubt, add a giant sandworm, it makes everything better.
3: Yes. So good. And we actually think, has said that multiple even, times. <laughs> even in Beetlejuice. Is <laughs> that so like when you're cooking, too? or Beetlejuice. Yeah, sure. Uh,
2: um, I, I would try it. If I had access to a giant sandworm, I'd throw it into the mac and cheese, see what happens.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd How good it. is that? That uh, that Crate Dragon Unbelievably, just
2: like no Gosh. fat on it. It's just like all fiber. So, so delicious. Mm. Oh, so good.
0: What was cool is Oliphant and um, Mando had this little, like respect for each other kind of thing like
2: yeah that know, grows hey, throughout I, the episode this um, is just we're we gonna do this so it's you know every western movie ever the, yeah the lone was, out the gunslinger good. comes into town and rallies the people around to join with the cattle wrestlers to you know to turn the tide of you know the whatever bad guy or evil thing or you know whatever is out there it's just like such a perfect combination of every trope in every um in every <laughs> unbelievable western for for a generation i'm so happy with it couldn't couldn't have liked it more
1: yeah, did. It, it, did that work for you guys? So the Western theme is, I mean, they really painted it heavy on this yes. episode, right? It wasn't just like a, a thin overcoat, like how the previous the, the first season was. It was like, well, this is you know, it's, it's a lot, of, curators, been been a lot there, of westerns. Though. It's always been there. Yeah. But this was like, we're literally casting the sheriff from Deadwood. Like right. that's right. like what we're and like good, and, and we have to team up dragon. with the, we have to team up with the natives to fight
2: against yeah. the the big bad. Right. Yeah.
3: Oh, and we got to protect the school
2: oh yeah like that what was did the one the right? for me cool.
3: that just like completely blew it out like completely overt I thought I was this. watching the live-action Red Dead Redemption 2
1: <laughs> it was so good yeah but I didn't like,
2: mind you know, it you know like, who I would have liked to see it in, in this movie just as a voice or something was Ian McShane
1: oh that would have been right so just good. a little elsewhere I, engine I, throw him in there yeah, a little uh, some, cr- um, some
0: crazy hermit living in the in the <laughs> desert.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, for some people I know, it may not have worked as much. It was a little over the top with the western. But I I talked about this in our episode last time, how I like that the Star Wars Star Wars storytelling is letting itself explore different genres that it's maybe like just touched on, and so this one where it goes full. Um, it goes full Western and then we'll talk about in episode 10. I think it's a very much like sci-fi lost in space type horror-y alien creature mm-hmm. one. And and we get vignettes of that throughout Star Wars. But this one, like really episode 10 really dives into that. Where in episode nine, it just is full on like, this is a Western. There's no, we're not even going to try saying it isn't. And I, it just really works for me. It keeps me. us and, interested
0: and it yeah. keeps us surprised.
1: It was fresh. It was fresh. And my crawl doesn't detail like the, the beginning of the episode, but where he's on that planet, which we don't know yet, where he meets that gangster and uh, has oh. that brawl with the graffiti and everything. John, like, there's there's the an anti-Empire graffiti. I love how yeah. he ends him. Yeah. 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 That's a great. You uh, will not I,
0: die by my hand.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's um. I'm just, I'm, I was so happy with this episode and I remember there were so many, I said the word no a million times while watching this episode been like a good way. So like yeah. when they show the reveal of Timothy Oliphant and I'm like, no way, no way, no way. And then they pull him, he's like, name's Cobb Vanth. And I was like, no way. I had to pause the episode because I'm like, I'm like sitting there looking over at my aftermath books. Like that's Chuck Wendig sitting over there or something I'd be like, dude, no way. You know, it's 3am. I'm like sick as a dog watching this episode thinking I'm hallucinating that they just included Cobb Vanth and live action. But, uh but, and then when the, the Boba Fett reveal is just, it's so well done. And I'm so, they, they both like teased it and didn't give it to us, gave us some cool expanded universe book character, and then still gave us Boba Fett later in the episode. It I love like, that.
0: Some people love up trying to they're digging in and saying it wasn't Boba Fett.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it is. It's just is. Okay. not one I mean, time yeah. in all of
2: Star Wars have they ever done that sort of an obvious <laughs> telegraph and then taken it back. Right. Yeah, they right. don't do that
0: stuff right. in but, Star Wars, which is right. good. I'm glad they don't. But don't forget, that's not, cheap storytelling. Not one point in the history of Star Wars have there been, uh, or have there not been, crazy fans that just you know completely go mental <laughs> over nothing.
2: You know, so it's. We, I think. I think a lot that. of that stems from like. Have you ever seen people post on on Facebook groups and such like? What would you change? And like now, uh, okay, so sorry, I digress. Perfect example with the world between the worlds in Rebels. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. we've introduced time travel and a couple people posted when that episode aired, like, you know, what would you, what do you think they should use the world between the worlds for? And it basically, you can sum it up by saying, I would like them to go back in time and stop the entire saga from happening. Okay. Let's save Mm -hmm. Qui-Gon Jinn and make him alive so that Anakin doesn't turn bad. Okay. So we want, we want one movie instead of nine. Why not? Anakin sure. doesn't go bad. Right. Palpatine doesn't become emperor. Everybody lives happily ever after. And we all go back to watching Stargate. I just, I know. Shame. I, <laughs> yeah, don't
1: it's not, it's it. not Doctor Who. And, like you can't just. And that yeah.
2: sort of, you know, that sort of what if this, what if that, like digging in on it. It's not Boba Fett. It's just people who want to be Star Wars writers and, and they just want to make their own. I, I can't get into it. It's, it's frustrating. I don't know. You guys may have noticed. I've, I've been less. I've been less conversational on those groups. Cause like, I just, it's, it irritates just like, just watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just want to watch it, enjoy it, and then talk about all the people that don't hate it. Right. Exactly. It's getting harder and harder to find those people, but
1: well, here we are—a safe space.
0: I know. It, I people's
1: palates aren't as uh, receptive to new flavors in the Star Wars universe, and it's unfortunate. It's almost um, like
0: they have COVID of the brain. You know what it? You know For what it reminds of me of? is flavor like and taste. <laughs> we're allowed to say that now, Gerard. Yes, we are yeah. Victims
3: only about Gerard. You know, so, I no, thought he too. Oh, you too? Oh, good Yeah, for we're you. both survivors. <laughs> we're going to um, be statistics for this year.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you guys would do fine in a Sarlacc, by the way. Um, <laughs> like, it, it reminds me of 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 what happens with sports, right? Where, like, you know, take a, a, a great example of the Seahawks in 2016, right? So people are like, oh, Pete Carroll, what a moron. He threw the ball in the goal line at the end of the game. It's like... The dude had to get a team through 19 games yeah. and then through almost four quarters of that game winning the game. And then there's like one little thing at the end that, you you know, I, I mean, it's a big deal. Right. But like it's the same thing with this writing. It's like you don't know all the stupid things they could have done. Like yeah. they've given us such an incredible show. And, and it could have like... had
0: Ezra Bridger in that episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> you never know what you're I still watch it. You might still get him.
1: I yeah, I would love a little I'd be little okay Ezra. with that. Yeah. Uh, I I just well, I mean his story's not over, so we are going to get more Ezra at some Definitely. point. Definitely. and wherever we get it. I mean, they they've also shown with this series and we continue to touch on it every week how they they're using this as a vessel to connect everything in the universe, right? So in this episode alone, we get the little um, melons that are the water that Tuskens use. We got those in um, a comic book with Obi Wan Kenobi like a couple years back. Yep. Um, we get Cobb Vance from the Aftermath books, which is just an insane win for the book fans. Um, the Pearl. We're getting we're getting Boba Fett back for all the people who are just like, man, it would have been cool if he just didn't die while like being drunk and getting accidentally hit by Han Solo. It's like, okay, well, you know what? We we fixed that, you know. And we got a cool ending for the guy, hopefully. So you, you're getting all these different uh, genres fitting in. So it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be weird to me if we get characters from TV shows, like other animated shows, and they've already shown that they're not afraid to start mixing up genres and um, and giving fans the candy that they want. And this episode is picture proof of that. Um, I saw somebody having s- a conversation,
0: Leahy, about yeah that about him surviving being in the Sarlacc. Sure. And- I literally saw people saying, with words, that it was more reasonable that Darth Maul survived, what right. he survived, than Boba Fett surviving
3: falling okay. into a giant
0: well, sand
1: butthole. Okay, I mean that's to each their own. The guy I with mean... the rocket
3: pack surviving is unrealistic. Right? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> That's yeah. cool.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's You're talking you about the number people, one, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, the the best assassin in the world surviving, yeah. you know, a, a egregious wound. I mean, it looks like he had a rough time getting out of it. bounty hunter in the world surviving, you know, falling into a
3: The guy a whose starlight. laser blaster was cut in half by a laser sword surviving <laughs> a giant yeah. pit is unrealistic.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, something that no one, I guess, has asked for, that this episode did give us um, cuz it did give us a lot of things that a, a lot of fans have been asking for for a while so it was it was really great by them um, the way they delved into the culture of the Tuscan Raiders i was asking yeah. for that um, yeah yeah well I, you were like well why don't you talk about that because uh, I, I think it was really great how much they humanized them and how much detail they gave us so yeah I what was I your whole take until on that i yeah. i the dune
2: parallels continued with the sand riders they this the tuscan warriors really struck me as a little bit of the fremen when they say Mm -hmm. you know through the translator first you steal our water now you insult us by not drinking it yeah water is going to be a very valuable commodity and offering some of their moisture to someone else do you remember in dune when paul atreides kills one of the fremen in a duel and he cries and all the fremen are like, he gives water to the dead. Like, it's just unfathomable mm-hmm. that he would cry over someone. And that, mm-hmm. that sort of attention to detail in the culture of the Sand, writer, the sand People is just, I keep calling them Sand Riders. Um, sand People is so cool. They, we see the shot of them writing single file, just like we were told in A New Hope. Um, I just, I like the, the sign language. And I'm sure by now you guys have all read the article that they actually had uh, a hearing impaired person create that tuscan sand language and that's that's just mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. it's just it's favreau's attention to detail and you know I, I used to i don't tell a lot of people this but i used to be in musical theater when i was in high school and we had a choreographer come in and work with us who was a disney world choreographer and he used a, a metaphor i always like it's just stuck with me and i can't use it in any context because nobody ever gets it but when he was working at disney world the restaurants, back when they had like little individual pats of butter, you know what I'm talking about, on little, little wax paper, mm-hmm. the pats of butter mm-hmm. were shaped like Mickey Mouse. And that attention to detail, that kind of granularity, he used to call it putting the ears on the butter. And Favreau puts the ears on the butter every time. It was just so cool to, you know, like we don't get subtitles on the, on the Sand People. They, they have a sense of, of foreignness, and I can see why The Mandalorian would identify with this. These are people who adopt a culture. That, see, Tuscan is not a species; it's uh, it's a way of life. There's people under those wrappings who are a variety of different races, and we've seen that in the old comics. Uh, Asherad Het was a human who could not reproduce with his Tuscan uh, raider, and, or sorry, Sherad Het was a human. Her child, Asherad Het, who later became Darth Crate. Great name, by the way, for a Tuscan Sith. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of. Unifying cultural norm whereby we'll take anybody, just have some bandages and some goofy goggles, and you're all set. It is such a really, I just, I really like. I'm, I'm Tuscan Raider is my next cosplay. I can't wait to, to
1: get in there. And I've been working on my Tuscan yell too. So it's, it's we're coming along nicely. The kinship I, you touched on, the kinship between the Mandalorian and the Tuskins, was apparent by your ex- explanation there. Of they're a tough people. That is a way of life. Uh, diverse people, but they have a way they do things, and what the Mandalorian calls them, he calls them a brutal people. In the episode, I think, and he is too. Like, who's more brutal than Mandalorians? You know, Brett, you were about to say something though. No, I was,
3: I was just gonna say, I love the thing that you just said. I love that they added the detail that they are brutal. Like, so you're not, you're not changing the nature of what you know, what we got from them in A New Hope, and what you've always Mm -hmm. thought of them. So, you know, we are, they're revealing other sides, but the brutal side is still there too. I mean, they have to be,
2: look, look how they, in the Dune Sea, that's, that's all there is. If you're not brutal, then you're dead. Mm -hmm. But I do like that they, they use slug throwers, you know, they're just like, I mean, they are a, a perfect analogy to Native Americans in every Western film of the United, of film history.
1: Sure. Especially in this episode. Yeah. I like seeing bantha. muted, Gerard.
2: It was just such a, <laughs> such a nice scene. I, I was so happy to see more That's not cool. More Tuscan representation. I, yeah.
3: thought, I thought Gerard was making stranger than usual faces
1: for like yes. not speaking. I thought about not telling him he was muted as a <laughs> joke. But... It would have been a while. I looked yeah. like I was
0: going to the bathroom. No, what about uh, that jabroni who walked up with the bantha, and then he ended up becoming a snack? It oh, was so
3: funny. No, but guys, the reaction of the <laughs> yeah. three sand people like back on the cliff. screwed we better rethink this
0: (laughs) i
2: I gotta say as as someone who's done stage they're open to new ideas (laughs) watching the tuscan actors perform you know like you've got no facial expression everything that you convey, and you can't speak english so everything that you convey has to be with body language and they they do such a good job i I wish i knew offhand who those cast members were but they are to be commended
1: yeah absolutely i think they did a really really fine job um and it was a good uh the, another parallel we haven't talked about yet is the um, the Kotor stuff. I mean, this is literally if you play the game Kotor and, and also Star Wars Galaxies, uh, there's a whole side mission where your job is to you know you have to bring you have to kill a crate dragon in its cave and bring the pearl to the Tuscan village and give it to the chief. And the, and in the parallels were great. I, is that I the crate suga? The crate the, the suga and hold the pearl. It's just a pearl that like lives in its guts. Um, in some games, you can use that pearl as a lightsaber crystal. Like anything an you can't make a lightsaber? I know. But I you know, know what's
3: great yeah. about Favreau, too, is like he's Step taking sticks. stuff from games and, and literally toys, right? Like season one, you had things that were realized the first time in live action that was literally just a toy before. But he's not doing it in a condescending way. I think like what they're doing with all that Star Wars lore that you're talking about and all the expanded universe stuff is like... Is, is kind of what happened with superhero movies, right? Where there was a certain point where it was all very tongue in cheek, like, ah, we're making mm-hmm. a superhero movie and the guy's wearing tights and how silly is this? Wink, wink. But then at a certain point, it, it was like, no, we don't, they don't need to be that way. It can be very like grounded in reality. And I think mm-hmm. like John Favreau and Dave Filoni talking about playing with their toys and it so much feels like that, but yet it, it's, they're doing it with respect and just like so much love for mm-hmm. all of it.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a way they honor everything Star Wars and there's a way they they bring a a richness and warmth to the universe by bringing in those wholesome memories and that nostalgia that I know your generation like swam in and I was, you know, like a special editions kid. So, like, I've only ever known the like kind of digital side of Star Wars and like the cool Legos and all that stuff where things were more real. But you guys had, you know, all those Kenner toys where. Like there was Kenner toys and characters that weren't even like barely in the films, and they've brought that stuff to life in a way that has enriched the universe and really helped uh glue different generations together in one medium. And I think the Mandalorian's the only show movie anything in Star Wars that has been able to accomplish that in such a pristine way. That is a view of Gerard. You guys, good thing this is <laughs> good thing this is just audio.
0: You got the butt crack?
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah oh those are cool i'm surrounded by the the new palpatine versus the old one yeah
0: this is mine that i got
1: so tell people what you're holding by the way dr
0: yes because nobody can see it i am holding the talk about a couple moments of tension right now emperor from return of the jedi that this is the actual one that i had to send away for to get and i still have it did you send away for your boba fett i did yeah i had uh I had basically everything i think for the most part I had, my
1: first uh, star wars figure is palpatine i still have it in its package
2: and compare that to the target limited edition the one that came out last year in the three pack just that that's
0: the, even better than the revenge of the sith one no this is, <laughs> is this revenge of the sith or that's is this jedi. attack of the clones
1: that's jedi <sighs> no, that, no this is uh, not a jedi this one. is
0: prequel
2: this is jedi I, I believe it is revenge of the sith
1: um, well, I'm not going to argue with you two about the uh, uh, Palpatine figures. I was there, bro. Yeah. This is a
3: Giganto Boomer. 1978 C3PO. <laughs> I think, is that like, what that is? Is yeah, that the OG? Like a, it's like a 12 inch, or? Yes. Right? I had the
0: Han Solo in the loop, that looks, man. Yeah. That was in the Vader. It was the coolest thing. My grandmother came over and she had two shopping bags. The brown paper bags you get at the supermarket. One of them was full of the three big guys. And the other whole bag was just full of Star Wars figures. So, oh, oh, I remember God. that day like it was just, I can't remember what I did 15 minutes ago, but I yeah. remember that.
3: Gerard, I remember going to CVS and me and my brother, like we didn't have any money on us. And we would find a figure that we want, which is probably a week away from Jabba's palace. Hide and it. we would hide it. Yeah. Hide it behind something else. And then you come <laughs> back with your mom.
0: And I think every kid did that. And every you can always find random stuff and like, You'd find a Star Wars figure by the socks or with the microwaves. Or- Dude, I love I think telling I did this it with
2: story. B wing at Toys R Us. My grandmother, one year, uh, I guess it would have been 1980. She brought me for Christmas that year. I got a Lobot, and what she said was, she didn't know Star Wars. She just knew that I liked it. So she's, she said, "Well, we got you a Star Wars man." And uh, he must be the most important one in the movie because he's the only one that was in the store. <laughs> <laughs> and even at six, I was, A, I'm like, it doesn't work like that. And B, I was, you know, <laughs> I was a good kid. So I was like, thanks so much. He's my favorite.
1: But, uh, yeah. That's I, why uh,
3: Constable Zuvio was the most important sure, character yeah. in The Force Awakens. For, exactly. So how about this? Oh, yeah. He was...
1: All right. Does, so, does anyone else have any closing thoughts on this episode? We can always, uh, if you if you forget something, remember it later. We're gonna have some closing moments uh, later on. But uh, if I not, I
2: love ah. seeing Timothee Maris- Morrison in anything.
1: That yep. closing
2: shot of Fett just like watching the situation and like, mm. well, ain't that a bitch? You know, he just, its <laughs> such an, a nice moment. And I do like that he's got a, a, a gaffy stick, and he's like, he's clearly kind of been looking for that armor for a while. And so mm-hmm. I, th- I think, um, I don't know, I might, I'm going to go to the limb here. I think we're going to see him again
1: this season. Do you think he's wanting to find that armor or do you think he's trying to leave that life behind? Um, I, I think know, he would want to I find, know. I mean, that's all he has, <laughs> a
2: connection to his father and everything he ever did. Like now he's just like, he's a homeless bum and Tatooine. I mean, look, yeah. look how hard Mando <laughs> wanted that armor and he didn't even
1: know who it was. Sure. True. Uh, I guess the question I keep asking myself since I watched the episode is, why is the best bounty hunter in the known galaxy Arguable. staying on Tatooine for five years without going? Like, surely he has assets and. Well, who says he stays there? Maybe he's just living there. And, well, you know? it, it's. I mean, hey, he might not be back, trapped. He has. He has a gaffy stick and a slug thrower on his back. I. So, I think
2: he's been looking for his armor. I don't think he. I think he won't leave until he gets it.
0: We finally saw what the gaffy sticks are for. They're giant toothbrushes, uh, toothpicks for Thanos.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I, they, I they look like an elephant. I gaff. always thought
0: that was what it was. Yeah,
1: did they?
3: I would really believe that they did that.
1: Have you have you seen they how people used did to steer elephants? Teeth? Is that what they look? The, the sticks look like.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, they
1: call it an elephant gaff. Oh, that's probably exactly what it is then. This oh is wow. There's some there's some elephant expert that's like yeah guys duh, you guys are so stupid. Yeah,
3: Brett, what Brett's was your th-
0: favorite part of this episode?
3: Um, well, first I like do you guys agree? Like, I think this was the funniest episode of The Mandalorian. I, I mean, even that. it was very including funny. season one, and and yeah. I'm saying that as a good thing for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, favorite part? I don't know. I think I do think the Tuscan the three Tuscan Raiders reacting to their friend being eaten was hilarious. Um, I don't know. I think everything. I just love. It's funny, right? Because a lot of people talk about in film or in television, like flashbacks are often denigrated, you know, from a storytelling perspective, like they hold things up and the flashbacks in this show are so good. You know, going back mm-hmm. to uh, chapter seven, the um, the IG-11 retraining uh, flashback It's sure. Sure. so beautiful and funny and endearing. And then, mm-hmm. and then the flashback of uh, Cobb Vanth, you know, when his bar gets taken over, and he tries to run, run away and falls over hilariously, and you know, and then blowing up the dudes that robbed him. I mean, like all of that was great. And,
0: and you then know, he finds an armor and be- finds the armor and becomes a superhero.
3: Yeah, and like that's the thing about star Wars is like traditional storytelling. Like it doesn't matter if that doesn't work for people in a lot of other things, like in star Wars, it's great. And you know, maybe it's because we're all so steeped in it our whole lives that, you know, but I I was just eating that up. And when I, when I wanted to go back and watch the episode the second time, all I could think of was like, I want to see that flashback again. I want to see him get the armor again. I want to see him blow dudes up with the rocket again. Uh, It
1: really honored uh, the flashbacks really honor the mythic nature of star Wars. Yeah. And that, that realm of storytelling
0: yeah i liked it it was a good episode
1: great episode dude
0: i think we need to yes invoke our chapter 10 lehenopsis
1: yeah all right this one's a little bit shorter synopsis and hopefully we'll get really into the weeds of this episode um but here we go chapter 10 the passenger the mandalorian returns to moss ice is- moss with no more leads on the whereabouts of his people he finds pelly owner of the hangar where the razor crest is parked playing sabacc at the cantina by the force. The person she is playing with has information on Mandalorians that he will give if the Mandalorian covers his bet. Pelly wins with an idiot's array and collects her reward, keeping the bargain. The Mandalorian is introduced to a female of an amphibious species that needs to travel to reunite with her husband. So they can have a family with her last set of eggs during the journey. They are pursued by the new Republic to the surface of an icy planet where they then crash. After an intense battle with the local fauna and a rescue by New Republic troops, the Mandalorian strikes a deal with them so that they will let him go. Barely still flyable, the Razor Crest limps its way to the sky to continue their journey. All right. So this one was an interesting one for me. Uh, it, it definitely slowed things down a lot. It brought the universe... Um, it, it, I like episodes that expand, like there's something new, but they ground you in something familiar. And this episode does it a lot. We just talked about the different genres Star Wars goes into. Um, And this one definitely felt like aliens meets lost in space, meets (laughs) a few other things, Uh, meets a a drunk uncle eating all the deviled eggs at a Thanksgiving dinner, a lot of moments to it. So Brett, I'll start with you again. what was your, what was your impression of it? And what were some things you really enjoyed about the episode?
3: Um, again, I loved it. Like, and, and, you know, I haven't been on this podcast before, so I should just say like, I don't love all episodes, you know, like I, um, as our friend, steelbook, Steve McMahon knows, uh, we, we famously argue over, over episode six or chapter six, uh, the prisoner mm-hmm. because awesome I hated that episode. Man. Like I that just absolutely awesome. hated it.
0: You watch your mouth. Hate Bill it. Burr right? is a, he's a national treasure.
3: Yeah, I kid. Gilber went back to market basket. Um but so I I I I can really do it. It's yeah. almost like he's from here. But I have to try unlike Gerard. Um, mm-hmm. but I love this episode too. Like it was so weird. So so and and then I started seeing the reaction actually probably from you Gerard. we telling me about like how people were reacting to it online which I was like sure. wait, what people are complaining and And, you know, I have been guilty of using the word filler in the past. I try not to use Mm. it anymore. But with this show, you know, I think there's filler in all shows or there there are things that, you know, just meaning that maybe it's not as interesting and, you know, maybe they literally did have time to fill. We know that happens sometimes. But like in this show, even The Prisoner, which was sort of, again, you should really say maybe a one off thing, right? That wasn't totally tied to the core storyline. But we're seeing things from that that matter now in in the second episode of this season. Mm. You know, like the whole reason he's being pulled over uh, by the the, uh, the X-Wings of the New Republic is because mm-hmm. of what he did in Chapter 6 in Season mm-hmm. 1. Um, but I thought the episode was so weird. And he's alive because he was an honorable guy. Exactly, right. That's that's yeah. how it lands at the end of the show, you right? Can't,
0: you can't give the MacGuffin away in every episode. You know? right.
3: Sure, yeah. But I I thought this episode was incredible. I think the chase was one of the most ridiculously incredible chase scenes I've ever seen in anything. Uh, When they're chasing him through the clouds and chasing him through, you know, this ice planet. I think the effects were just, it's nuts because Dave Filoni talked about, you know, before this season came out, he was like, you know, we're trying to do something. We're trying to make it bigger and better than the first season, but we're doing it with a TV budget, blah, blah, blah so maybe that's why my expectations were just like completely blown away by this episode because i thought you know everything just looks so real and so good um i think i think that chase scene was on par with or better than anything in the new movies that we've seen so i thought that was great didn't love the the sort of aliens part of it like the sort of aliens Sort of, yeah, the very aliens, uh, final maybe third of the episode, but it was entertaining, and again, it sure. looked good. Um, it was intense, but I really enjoyed it. And I'll just say, like, again, the girls, my wife and my daughter, were immediately like, "Let's watch it again," which is like surefire sign of a good episode, in my opinion.
2: My daughter no, needs to be eight to watch anything when Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> is. but she's still be come around.
1: Liam yeah. loved
0: watching. Yeah. The child, what was it? Eat the eggs.
1: Well, what was it about oh. the that last third breath that like uh, you didn't say you didn't like it, but that kind of like bothered you? Because I know for me, spiky, creepy, spidery things, dude. <laughs> it, it, it just because they're not even just spider. Like the scene in Harry Potter two, episode two. People, the fact that I don't know what it's called, people are going to eat me alive. But like, uh, where they go into the spider it's cave an Aragog. and the spi- Aragog. Dude, I can't even watch that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Potter even, joke. it's a Sorry, non-starter. I, that's my go to the bathroom, go grab a drink from the fridge, come back. Hopefully Harry and Ron are flying away in the car at this point again. Because I, in that scene in the caves, um, with this new spidery creature that they haven't given a name to yet, it's I not a like Krickna. Krickna right. from the Rebels, episode, apparently they're different. Their biology is slightly different, and they wanted to create a new creature based off that Ralph yep.
3: uh
1: art. So their new creature, we don't know what their name is yet but they were so, they're just so creepy. Like I can't even, it yeah.
0: made me feel like I was playing Fallen Order again on that Dathmere level. Yeah. Yeah. It was very Fallen Order. Giving me anxiety. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I, I wouldn't say it bothered me. It, it wasn't, it wasn't the creepy component. I guess I just feel like, you know, when you're, especially when you're rewatching something the first time around the whole episode was just like exhilarating except when you were with uh, Peggy there from the diner or whatever her name is. But like, yeah. that was kind of nice too. Right. Because I feel like we've lost Queel. We lost IG Eleven. We're not with like the cool uncle and aunt anymore, like Grief yeah. Karga and Cara Dune. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to have a familiar face, and I think Love they're Cara maybe Dune. deliberately doing that with her. Um,
1: yeah, she's grown. She's grown on the audience, I think, a lot. Yeah,
3: I like yeah. her a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Did
0: you guys see the art at the end where it showed her sitting in the in the cantina and yeah, yeah. The, the blaster, with the, blaster the marks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's I didn't cool. see. It. I, I didn't watch it. <clears throat> Somebody posted in in the Alliance Star Wars fanatics, and I saw it and. Now I'm going to make sure I watch those those That's end art clips going forward. So were a lot those of cool... marks
3: in the ap- actual episode when she's in the cantina? I didn't go back and look. I, 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 yeah. I don't recall, but One I also was One more reason to go back it, and watch you know. again.
1: I, I think I might watch it uh, again
2: tonight, actually, both episodes. I saw well, an article um, that posed a question the other day about um, Alto Is that her name? The Yes. Okay. Is there an original trilogy droid that she does not have? She's got a gonk droid. She's got Anakin's little pit droids, although there's – I don't know if they're R5? just the same ones. R5. R5. Do you know, I think it's funny if that's not R5-D4. Wouldn't that be funny if that's like R5-G6 and everybody mistakes him? He's like, I'm not that guy. My motivator's is a, fine. Yeah, it's confirmed that it's him, but yeah. Ah, that right. would be funny if it wasn't. That would but like, be I funny, mean, EV99, I mean, EV-99, come on. Unravel. that's a, That's a big get for a droid collector. Give me a break.
3: I like I that there's two, the two X-Wings too. I don't know if you guys noticed, but one of them has an R2 and one of them has an R5. That's, I did notice that, that, yeah. that. I just pick so up on cool. That is so cool. And I'd never seen that before. Yeah. i never yeah, noticed that was it. was awesome.
2: Before. I am looking forward to, I wonder if we'll get this. And it's just like a little fan thing for me. I think it would be cool to see like the first bridge the gap between the old movies and the new of like, when are we going to see the first BB-8 units in production or BB units, I should oh. say.
1: Sure. So, well, supposedly they exist at this point in the universe. Um, That'd be according. according they're probably to like the iPhone 12 it. and like only the early adopters have. And they're like, <laughs>
2: "Hey, I've got this round droid. You've probably never seen
1: it. I had to get a modifier yeah. to put in my X-wing." Yeah, they are like the iPhone 12 X. What, whatever. You know what I mean? That at this point in the history, yeah. I, I mean, have one in, of in those the, outer the housing has
2: to be completely. You know, you're used to plugging a cylinder into those things for the last four thousand years of Star Wars history, and now all of a sudden you got a sphere to jam in there. So it's hey uh, anyway, it's sure. a little
1: little side venture for me there.
2: Well, you know Phil I Sozak
1: cool? uh, on Twitter did point that out, Brian, that the, the older technology in the episode, they're like, hey, it's been five years. Aren't the T-70 X-Wings and like the T-85s ready to go yet? You know, like what's the are the T-90s ready to go yet? Like, what's the deal? And he's like, well, in the Outer Rim, like those garrisons of New Republic troops that are patrolling, like they, they still have the old stuff, you know? That's Plus, like when the Empire they
2: collapsed, they fly what they the, have. The yep. reason to produce all of that hardware, as well as a lot of the means to, probably collapsed with it. You know, like that's true. The uh, I mean, we the see the war that, machine. Yeah, that Scout Walker that the the bandits have in the season one, that has to be one of the rare functioning ones. You know, like this, I gotta think those things take a lot of a lot of mechanical work to keep them running, and uh, I mean just just the shock absorbers alone. And the people who used to do so, so their families wouldn't be executed and their planets destroyed are no longer have that motivation. So it's hard, hard to imagine, but I've always been a big fan of the, the odd technology things we see, you know, like look at what we've seen on our planet in the last 50 years in technology. And then we see the same droids functioning, you know, doing the same job for 30 to 60 years in, in star Wars. And, you know, the same blasters, the same hyperspace technology for 10,000 years, yeah and my Brett, it would these be guys like have one heard of us driving a Ford Pinto. Yeah. Brett, these guys have heard me say this, but it's uh, just a little pet laugh of mine. We see all these agrarian societies in Star Wars uh, films and, and shows where they're like a hover sled being pulled by a, an animal. Like, yes. really? We, we <laughs> developed anti-gravity, but not propulsion. All That's right. Sounds right. good, guys. Sounds good. Right.
0: You know what I thought was cool is when the X-Wing is pulled up to the Razor Crest and they're talking to him he hits him with his whatever transponder and then like hey uh let's switch over to channel six yeah, and yeah. wait a couple seconds next thing you know the <laughs> x-wings are going into firing mode yeah you know i said yeah, last I love time funny
2: they- how much i love the scout troopers with uh you know when jason sudeikis <laughs> and the other guy were being scout troopers Brett, I'm a Navy veteran and nothing struck me more honest in the whole first season than those two <laughs> troopers just BSing on watch because they didn't have anything better to do like we can't leave, we can't go any further, all we have to do is just sit here and complain about our job. That's yep. every every military member in the in the world has had that exact moment and this struck me as very much like that, you know, the two the two pilots on patrol overtaking up, you know, an unknown entity who then becomes an adversary based on new information it was very realistic i loved it i like it i think it was
3: realistic too that you couldn't understand everything they were saying over the yeah over the radio like my wife (laughs) we're watching she's like what did they just say and i'm like i don't really know and that's like you know that's cool you know like Mm -hmm. just i don't know just kind of follow the vibe because and you know that's how it would really be gerard you know when you ride the train in boston you can't understand anything people are saying over the pa
2: no. Context clues. They
0: sound like yeah. the adults in the Charlie Brown cartoons.
3: <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> really That's literally what it sounds like.
1: Bust and PTSD kicking in. Like, see, I watch with the subtitles on always. Yeah. Um just for I just have started doing that as a habit. Um but uh so so I I, I guess when they're saying something and it's a little weird, I'll be like, "Oh," what? and quick glance and see what they say. Mm-hmm. So I guess I didn't miss out on that ambiguity, which maybe is like an element that I was supposed to get.
3: Yeah, we we uh, usually we do up. we do subtitles on our second viewing. This is crazy, sure. like the routine that we have in place. But yeah,
1: um, well, you have to be careful because the subtitles aren't like perfectly and right for dialogue. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, and people ran because people ran into this in season one where they're like, is he saying culvert or covert, mm. you know, cause they're in a drainage culvert, it's covert. but it's a covert thing and it is covert. It's C O V E R T, but the subtitles, they had to go in and fix them. Cause it kept saying culvert and, and then it switched to covert later in the season. And, and so like, you can get weird stuff like that in the subtitles as well. I so thought they be- saying yeah, and when they, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, uh, when the first season launched, when Disney plus launched, Sure. We we started with the subtitles on and they were super off. Like they were yeah. a little bit out of sync at times, and so we shut it off because sometimes it's like giving away what's happening two or three seconds from now, which you don't mm-hmm. even want to know yet. Yeah, that's not cool. I think they've got that worked out now.
1: Sure. So, uh, what was your guys' favorite? Out of we got a lot of creatures. this Episode we got Doctor Mandible. <laughs> Yeah. Which is just such like an original trilogy cantina name for a creature. I hope they just keep it. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the
3: subtitles. Right. So I think that really is the name.
1: We'll see. I mean, of course, I'm sure. I
2: thought she said it. Doesn't she say the, say it.
3: I'm sure there'll be a figure. I
0: I think she says
2: some things
3: that are kind of jokes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's
1: hard
2: to tell with, you know, with Amy Sedaris's delivery, you never know.
1: Right. You never know. Um, uh, there's the amphibious lady, the frog lady, as can, she's I, called. Can I,
2: gecko? I really think she's much closer to a
1: gecko.
3: Yeah, she looks like a gecko.
1: She hops like a frog, man. I don't know. Is Do she, we know she...
3: if she's the same creature? So somebody posted a picture of, um. Kermit the Frog? <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah, know that. Same, same species. True. There's some sexual. We know the gecko thing is there. Um, but no, the creature, I don't know if you guys remember from the special edition in the 90s. There was mm-hmm. a creature in the cantina for no reason, you know, that they replaced an old creature with a CG one. That's like a, like a reversible alien, because I think if they turned it one way, it was one creature. And if they turned with it the, two the other way. Yeah. And, and the one side has a very similar looking lizard face. And I don't know if that's somebody on online implied that maybe that was the same
1: species, but I don't know as, it be as frog lady,
3: as frog lady. Yeah.
1: Um, that would be very on I'm brand on for the Wikipedia. Wikipedia.
3: Right.
0: What's your, uh, what are your feelings, Brett on, uh, the child Oblating? eating those eggs.
3: Oh, well, I mean, first of all, I think it was a very COVID appropriate episode because we're all running out of eggs. Um, but the child <laughs> eating the eggs. I, mi- I was only mild, mildly disturbed, not offended. Like uh, maybe we don't want to get into that, but uh, I thought it was I thought very it was Very high funny. level. <laughs> I, th- I really thought he was going to spit the first one up. Like Mando is a really, like Mando is also like a classic COVID dad. Who's just like, I'm not even going to tell you to spit that out. Like, I don't even care that much. Just please don't eat another one. And then when you do, I'm still not going to do anything. I was
2: really expecting the mother to react negatively. I mean, she's got to know how many are in the case. Like, when they show up That's and there's two thinking. left, she's going to be like, um, yeah. I feel I, I
0: don't like- know, Brian. You have one kid. Once you have more than two, you, it's just like, you know what? That's true. They're either I mean, there or they're not. She's like, meh, good that enough. Was,
2: <laughs> this was perfectly timed for me. My daughter's going to be three in January, and we are well into the what's-in-your-mouth Take that out of uh, your mouth. How uh, did you get? That I don't in your miss mouth? that.
3: No, I
0: don't miss two to like five. And the and she knows anxiety. she's doing it.
2: She just runs up to me with this face, like, <laughs> like guess yep. what? My mouth is full of. Is it Play-Doh?
1: <laughs> is it foam blocks? Is it actually, praise yeah. God, food? Who knows? So, so by the way, th- this Doctor Mandible guy was in the background in episode five as well. Yes, the Gunslinger episode. So he's he's been in the show before. He's been background and uh, flavor, and he got brought brought to the big leagues. Congrats. Oh, and by uh, the way, guys, Mandible, the, well the art
3: of the the art of the Mandalorian is is arriving soon, December first. That's right. Yeah, season one.
1: I hope. Uh, I, all right. So the the moment for me when this episode <laughs> turned from like
3: the
0: cool emotional Star gets. Wars
1: story to like it. It literally like I literally started like sweating while I was watching this at like 4 a.m. I'm just like just dripping sweat just like li- had, I was wearing this exact sweatshirt. I was watching through like these whole the hockey laces here in my sweatshirt. And when he when he like bust open the egg, I'm like, oh, cool. Like a little egg. Like, of course, he's going to keep eating eggs this episode. And he's they look like, delicious screw something up. Right. And he pulled and I'm like, oh. Cause I knew, so the Star Wars fan of me is like, oh, that's the spider dudes from Rebels. Like I thought it was going to be the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Obviously they're different, but same concept. Um, and when he just crunches it down, <laughs> I'm just like, oh dude, is this going to be some aliens thing where it like, they got to get it out of him and he's sick or something. And like uh, the frog lady is going to be like some medic that like saves him or something. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing? She was chilling but in the hot tub. That. She's not messing yeah. around with the spider She's literally chilling in like hot baths. With her eggs. eggs. Oh, what are you doing? Was, how that? weird was that? It, oh, was it was a little so weird. Yeah, but time and place, it. lady. Come on now. <laughs> the way she grabs her clothes with her tongue, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Incredible, Jar Jar. So funny. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, so I much. wish I, I could do say. That, so I didn't have to move.
2: I don't. I don't like to quibble, but I. I have. I, it's not even a quibble. It was just something I noted. After they've the crashed. After hole. they've crashed, and they settle in, and Mando's like, "Better get some sleep." Why does he go to sleep on the floor next to the hole in the hull? I mean, he has with the, a bed. With the cold air
0: and snow with blowing a, in, with a door
2: <laughs> he could close. It seems an odd. I was, I was very. I had anxiety when he left her unattended in the cockpit to go like take a nap. I mean, come on. Yeah. I met you ten minutes ago, but I'm sure you'll be fine in the cockpit of my most valuable possession. You know, sure. While me and my while me and my my young ward go sleep it off. But I I was I was like, come on, Mando, get get in the bedroom
1: or something. Sure. But Uh, but that he's he's sitting by the door, though, to be like the last line of defense. If anything, like comes in. Presumably. Hadn't thought of that. (laughs) I'm on board. Sounds good. But we know he's
3: not a good caretaker.
1: He left Baby Yoda.
0: You know, a reasonable explanation. Brian well,
1: of course, it. he does spend the first 10 minutes of the episode walking across the Tatooine desert for a full day with all his gear. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. and an entire brisket of crazy. There's got to be some kind of crazy climate control inside that Beskar armor
2: is all I, all I mm-hmm. can think of.
1: He's he's an absolute. Uh, there's got to be some like, you know, Vader has like the, the nutrition like that, va- like he can he can get water and stuff. <laughs> hey, like, Vader, how do you go to the bathroom or, in that
2: suit? I just yeah. did
1: yeah yeah <laughs> uh there, maybe there's something like that too or mandalorians are just the absolute toughest it,
2: there's got to be, be a manual showing the inside of a mandalorian helmet at least in work or something like
1: There's uh, give me know. yeah leland chi where's that creative cross sections right. book will it Look be in up. the
3: new black series helmet and,
1: and i i hate it was to, announced on mando monday to, yeah it looks so good the it same day they good. shut down
2: the razor crest funding you know like now that you've already obligated your 350 dollars for this
1: surprise here's oh. something else to buy man um all right. Does anyone? Yeah, we're we're uh, we're at about twenty minutes here. Um, does anyone have anything else from this episode uh, that they wanted to quick talk about, bring up, and then uh, we'll go into our next segment? I just wanted to say that if you are ever in a remote location and
2: you enter a giant cavern full of ovals, probably <laughs> probably just just back out of there slowly. Just don't. Don't eat one of them. No, or I mean, it's, eat all of them. It's it's but so common, it's a trope any. now. The egg chamber <laughs> where all of these things have been gestating until this moment. You're like, well, I'm just going to lay these eggs here and they'll be untouched for thousands of years until one prey animal enters the room and then soup's on. That
0: Mando's was interesting. mando to work on his timing. I got to work on my timing? No, Mando. mando.
2: Oh, I well, say, I, I like, that's that that's wrong? not to say I think that is implausible. I think those eggs are just literally waiting for a food source to to trigger the hatching cycle.
1: That's what, yeah, that's, that's what I think as well. Um, yeah. That life
2: good. that life cycle only makes sense that way. You know, like some an, an animal that big is not likely to have gotten that big without a, an effective biology.
1: Yes, of course. By the way, this planet, I forgot to mention this before, and it wasn't clear in the review. It's the same planet that we meet the Mandalorian on. So, remember that first shot where he gets, um, he goes into the bar. Stay off the ice. Yeah, stay off the ice. This is the same planet, apparently. Really? Yeah.
0: Interesting fact. I like
1: Um, that. Which is, yeah, which is interesting to me. Yeah. that that wasn't made clear, I guess. Um, but oh, well,
3: well, you just made it clear.
1: Yeah. Thank so, you.
3: so all he know, had to do is like go outside and blow a flute that whole time.
1: Well, I mean, maybe that's why the Mandalorian wasn't because the, all right. So there was a a, a, a taste I got online of like, man, why is the Mandalorian like so chill and tired this whole right. time? Why does he kind of like, not, why is he not in a rush? And it's like, well, oh, he knows that Maldo Maldo Christ, which is the name of the, the planet. Is like he knows there's outposts there, and maybe he's just like, oh, like you know, we'll just chill for a little bit. Let me get my energy back, and then we'll figure out something tomorrow. Right. You know. So like, so that that makes sense that he had that um, that relaxed uh, sense of urgency about it. But I feel like they could have done a little bit better job of making that clear. Yeah. Um. But it, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. That's not. It's a really small nitpick. Um. What's F- uh, a
3: favorite part, Brett? Yeah. oh man oh the chase scene the chase you know from from space down to the planet um it was remarkably similar by the way i don't know if you guys have ever watched firefly there's an episode of firefly that is very 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 similar to that whole scenario the whole like we're being caught by basically like the galactic police we got to try to ditch them they fly down to an ice planet they literally hide under sort of like an ice overpass that um, too but, nice yeah, like I don't know, I, it, it's so similar in in those ways that I think it, it it's very likely an homage. But it's mm. also like it's not pretty a sure Favreau also saw either. Firefly. Yeah, yeah, had to. I mean, even the design of the Razor Crest is is somewhat similar in some ways. So and let's take one with left that the
2: antagonists of Firefly are the Alliance.
3: <laughs> oh right, yeah. So that uh, but that whole scene was just incredible. Like it was really oh man when he just shuts off the engines of the razor crest and starts dropping through the sky.
1: That was like, so cool.
3: It
2: was just so good. So good. It's a bold move. Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it did. What about it the farm? farm? Barely, barely. Um, all right. So something to take from both these episodes and, uh, I can go first. If you guys need time to think of one, what was like a piece of star Wars, merch, memorabilia, toys, anything that doesn't exist already. Uh, that you would like from this episode. I personally would really love like a, uh, like a micro machines set of the razor crest damaged. It's gotta be the damaged version, I think. Yeah. And then th- both new Republic X-Wings. I think that would be like a cool like set with like, you know, complete with cave and monster that like you can hit a button and it comes up out of the ice and like goes back down. I think that'd be like a cool little Micro machine set. I loved those as a kid. I I loved the Star Wars Micro machine. I still, well, my mom still has a lot of stuff for preschool kids, but all the original trilogy Micro machine stuff was just my jam. Um,
0: I wish for something that's kind of connected to that. Sure. I want a
3: Dave Filoni Black Series figure.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've hit the pilot, Dave. Oh, man.
0: Yeah.
3: Dude, that's gotta happen. Like, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. There's I can't
2: we have already it, it, a Black Series yeah. hat.
3: <laughs> wow, that's great! The only
0: thing we need next after that would be like a a Felony hat or <laughs> yeah. stop, oh, making, and, stop making Lucasfilm uh, heavies into Black Series figures. When and, they do and his
3: uh, and his pal there too. Like I would love to have him as a Black Series figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really cool. I guess he's on some
1: Canadian show that's really popular. Yeah, it's, uh, who Something is, let's see, Carson Teva. Was Tiva. Rui when you need
0: him?
3: Yeah, Rui would know. Yeah,
1: Rui would be so on top of this. They've got um, like two
3: shows up there. That's one of them.
1: And the other's Degrassi, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, they only have 11,000
3: people in the whole country. Yeah.
1: It's uh, Still? The the, yeah. the actor's name who plays Carson Tiva, the ex wing pilot, is uh, Paul Su-Hung Lee. He's a Korean Canadian actor known for Kim's convenience, Kim's which I convenience. guess is like a yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's also huge games, in right? the five oh
2: first. He's that's probably his his five oh first costume he's wearing. He's an X Wing yeah. pilot and an Imperial oh. Officer. His yeah, helmet he's... is
3: fantastic. His oh, helmet yeah. he is probably so made it good. Himself. Released, like,
1: Yeah, maybe yeah, he, he me. brought
2: his own gear.
1: <laughs> uh, we didn't him. hire this guy, he just showed up. He already knew how to fly the ship. He's so good. He was so good.
3: What about you two? What about Brett and Brian? Go, Brett. Brian, you guys have been letting me go first the whole time. You should go. <laughs> I, I'd, yeah, I no have third, one. I have. I'd one. like
2: to see a crate dragon. In, in oh. In any yeah. any like two scale to something the three seven five the six inch
1: whatever I I mean not real scale. six foot crate dragon plush. Complete with Yeah, zip in pearl. It'll I be would, a Hasbro would,
0: Pulse project. It'll be eighteen thousand dollars, and yeah. they'll sell out of them in forty six <laughs> minutes. I mean,
2: if I'd have to look at the scale, but you know, like if a six inch figure to scale with a six inch figure. um, It would have to be like five feet long. (laughs) I I think more. I was thinking 20. Is that to scale? Yep. I hope it would have like the
3: toxic, I hope it would have like, you remember the old uh, 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle slime they used to sell? Yeah. (laughs) So you have that as like the toxic. Oh, I can still smell it. Ah. his uh, acid reflex you know
1: that was a really scary thing like yeah oh cool he can chomp us and hit us wherever it's like no i'm I'm just just gonna gonna throw up you know
3: know?
1: (laughs) green (laughs) dragon out of the top of the mountain and i'm a dnd guy
3: (laughs) very very king of monsters which was a terrible movie in my opinion if you guys saw that,
1: oh, <gasps> do don't, Brad, don't go it. there. We have to. No, no, no. Are you talking about Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019 film? Yes, yeah. Are you serious, dude? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, we need to. No, 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 no. Uh, let's, Godzilla, do it. let's do a
0: group watch like a uh, Mystery yeah, Science God, Theater. <laughs> I love
1: Godzilla. So yeah, I know.
3: Much. Oh, that'd be great.
1: I love that movie. I do so too. Much. I just, uh, we can't even get into this, Brett. We can't even do We can't even broach this. I
3: can say we a can't. nice thing about it. The music for, uh, who, who's the flying one that did what the crate Dragon did? Um, oh, Rodan. Rodan. Rodan, yeah. Yeah. The music for that scene is incredible. Uh, the composer is a guy named Bear something. Like, that's literally his first Bear name. McCreary. Bear yeah, McCreary. Yeah, he's also
1: yeah. composing the uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. And he's working on something else, actually, that's like a different universe.
3: <laughs> what is your toy, Brett? And then oh, Brett my and toy is over. Black Series Cobb Vanth with Pod <gasps> Speeder.
1: Yes. Yep. Uh, I was just like, for sure that's I really spear.
3: expected... You know, this Mando Mondays thing they're doing for like Mando merch and it's like episode specific. So I don't know if you guys saw they have like a baby Yoda pop vinyl with his pickled eggs. Already like, they, uh, I'm like not it kidding. Just, they yeah, already dropped yesterday. Have... Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I really expected, you know, the the Monday after the first episode. I was like, we're definitely getting Cobb Vanth. And maybe as a bonus we'll get the speeder too, and it didn't happen yet.
2: Clearly like one engine of Anakin's Pod Racer, right? Are we in agreement on that?
1: Oh yeah, I, that's not even a yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't the know how,
2: same, I don't know how common a brand the speeder that is, but I feel like it felt like he built it himself. So it seems like pretty. It looked just like it. Yeah, that's
0: pretty awesome. It's so cool. What's your so toy, good. Brian?
2: Oh, the uh, the cray dragon.
0: Yeah, oh, the cray dragon. Already said it. Yep. I going to start listening to what you guys say. <laughs> yeah, that would
1: COVID be nice. Brain. <laughs> that's a real, thing, it it is is a real thing, man. I know it is. real joke. I'm having thing. some serious troubles. Yeah.
0: More than usual. That's why it's so hard to
3: tell with you. I know.
0: Ah, oh, well, This is a good episode. Brett, thank you so much for joining
2: yeah, us. Yeah, man. Great having awesome, you. Man. Thank you yeah, guys I'm embarrassed to say me. that was I was not subscribed to this before we met, Brett, but I'm a Skywalk listener now, so I'm going to download one for a uh, tomorrow. Oh, hey, check it
3: out. Yeah. We've talked about you guys before and uh, definitely talk about this episode too and mm-hmm. tell people to check this one out too. Good segue. Drop your podcast again for anybody that wasn't paying attention the first time around. You want me to do it the official way? Yes, the Skywalk, please. the Skywalk. Sky is in sky. Walk is in the thing you cook in. Spell W O K. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. All right, won't wow. do the whole thing.
0: That is uh, Brett's <laughs> elevator speech. I love it. Yeah. Do uh... Brian? Do you have anything you want to close with? Closing thoughts, my my pal,
2: my buddy. Uh, no, I'm going to stick with my "Don't walk into caverns full of eggs" thing. If you ever ever have the opportunity, just bear that in mind. Look, face it, Save Mando
3: device. Mando is yes, a bad parent. It. He left the baby with Bill Burr and friends. Like, that was bad.
2: I mean, but the baby keeps saving his life, so like, eh. Does he, he really he's need to be to
3: This thing can kinda of take care of
0: himself,
2: but have yeah. you seen the shot of there's a, a picture going around of Pedro Pascal doing his lines and he's holding a pillow like yes, while he's yeah. doing voice work? I think that's yeah. that's yeah. Pascal for you.
1: Yeah, it, that's from the uh, the the behind the scenes the gallery episodes. If you got, if okay. anyone listening hasn't watched the oh, yeah. the, the Watch uh, Disney okay. Gallery stuff, it's like documentaries, like how it's made Super stuff. Good. For they they started it with the Mandalorian, and they're must watches if you're curious about production. And especially because this to stay in the same vein as what Lucasfilm and George Lucas and Industrial Light and Magic have always done, they've always been the people creating technology for movies yeah. attack of the clones was the first movie ever shot digitally like that changed how movies were able to be made
3: daniel so, do you know if they're going to do a gallery see uh for season two
1: they are they, they announced that oh, too good. and so 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 my point is the gallery episode that's about the um the volume the place where they shoot this stuff in and they're able to create any world they need to inside it's of it so much it's, less
0: expensive than the other way which is why they can make it look better than a movie yeah. Even yeah. like it's a
1: TV show. It's the only reason it's why great. we're watching these episodes now. Because <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to shoot all this stuff in yeah. time no. with yeah. COVID and everything. It's, it's the, looks so the only good. reason. Yeah.
0: yeah so, so good. What's your favorite um or or slash co- uh, COVID? <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> what <laughs> what's your closing Leahy. thought, Leahy? What was your
1: Uh I I think these two episodes, um on the surface they built they built upon the world we already know. They gave us a lot of nostalgia. They gave us a lot of cool new stuff. But I think an important lesson that gets lost in the sauce is uh, while we're watching, while we're waiting for John Favreau and friends to give us more information on the Mandalorian, what the Mandalorians are, what his story is, I think a more important thing to think about is what the Mandalorian is learning about us. And what I mean by that is just normal people, people that aren't Mandalorians. Just people living their lives in the galaxy, right? Uh and I think that's something that people should pay attention to because the character growth of the Mandalorian is something that I think gets ignored with all these great set pieces and action moments and cool cameo characters and Boba Fett and Sand people and Cray Dragons and crazy alien eggs and frogs and saunas with their eggs and stuff. It's just that can all get lost in that uh visual beauty. Um, but that's just my closing thought. I just think that people should uh Take a moment to really think about the characters that are being portrayed because that's the crown jewel of the show, in my opinion.
0: What's great is while you were saying that, a picture <laughs> fell off the wall behind Brett. Yeah. Literally. It fell out of the frame.
3: Yeah. That's like
0: awesome. I couldn't. That couldn't was have...
1: like the I felt like George <laughs> Bush avoiding the shoe getting thrown out it the did, frame that was the stole end of the frame It did rise wall, of Skywalker but the picture fell out of it. <laughs> Didn't yeah, that, that? happen? That was like a force moment. Like that we got like girls in the background, ghosts walking. We've got pictures falling off the walls. This is like a. There's some weird
3: stuff going on tonight. I imagine if anybody skipped the beginning of. Oh, we did, that wasn't in the beginning of the show, was it? So people Mm-mm. think there's just girls walking around here now. <laughs> Not in the background. <laughs> well, in, in, in Daniel's house, yeah. I mean, there is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah apparently, well, um, but God. yeah, that's all. That's all I had to say on this one. I, I'm really pleased with this show and couldn't be uh, couldn't be a better gift that we're getting as Star Wars fans. I'm really like pleased with this podcast.
2: It was yes. great talking to you guys, Brett. Good to meet you too, man.
3: Great to meet you too.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: this is a lot of fun. Well, thanks for coming this on. It was awesome. good
0: talking to you guys. Don't forget to check out the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook, a place you can go and talk about shows as soon as they air because we are adults and come join us. And you'll see the giant picture, the first thing you see when you come into the group where it tells everybody as soon as stuff goes live, we're talking about it. So Wait, what? Right. Right. <laughs> You're the worst.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Check that out. Check out uh, the quick shots of Bro Axiom that come out on Wednesday mornings. Uh, Chris and Daniel doing their uh, spoiler-free for all those are looking uh, to avoid spoilers. Spoiler-free comic reviews. Um, basically the best short comic videos that I've encountered out there in the fandom. So make The sure story group follows
1: them and watches them every week, so you should too. Yeah.
0: Check it out. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Gerard Bear. Um, all of our Twitter stuff will be in the uh, show notes anyway. But um, if you want to hit your Twitters real quick, guys, and
1: uh, you can find me at Leahy Gaga on Twitter, spelled just like it sounds. And I talk about Star Wars, Overwatch, really insane opinions about the Chicago Bears front office, you know, all that kind of. And you make fun Stop. of me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Go, tracking Gerard on his Twitter and just replying at him and trying to undercut any points he's trying to make yep. with people on there. That's, you know, that's a hobby of mine as well.
3: Daniel, the contrarian Leahy. Brett? Uh, I'm at Brett underscore Paci. Gerard, that's the Italian pronunciation. P-A-C-I. Um, I talk about the NFL's ongoing conspiracy to say that there are no positive COVID tests on game day but many positive COVID tests every other day of the week. And yeah. no one's picking up on this pattern. That's so shady. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Dude, the Steelers had positive tests last week. They got yeah. positive tests today, but not but they're on worried about They're worried about the pressure
0: in footballs. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Oh, yeah.
2: Brian? And I am not really on Twitter that much, but I do post on the Sith Library and Archives, a curated Facebook page containing all the Sith art discussion and conversation that you might want and we do not discuss the sports ball because i prefer to follow the manual for being a star wars nerd instead of deviating into these <laughs> strange and arcane rituals like these three nerd the sith library and archives come see me i post as darth Carosis.
3: thank
0: you guys it was great talking to you and i am looking forward to talking about chapter 11 next week so until then may the force be with all of you and thanks for checking it out